What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast, back with another show. This is episode 390 of the podcast. Today's Monday, start of a new week, and another installment of Back to the Basics. This may be the last week of this series. I might roll one more week with it. Um, I was thinking 12 episodes is about right. I think this is episode number seven. So this week and maybe another one, maybe I'll end it on this week. We will see. The reception has been good from you guys, so I'm glad you're enjoying this series. Um, if you just want to support the show right now, it would mean a lot if you could subscribe on YouTube. I am just Jordan Stoltz on YouTube. Now, that's just my daily life content, some farm stuff, country stuff. Things like that is what I'm posting there, vlogs and that sort of thing. If you're interested in my daily life and kind of just how I live, that's where you'll find that. I will be putting out some fitness-related stuff later on on a different platform that I'll keep you guys updated on. But supporting the show however you can at the current time means a whole lot to me as a podcast host because um, I don't monetize the show. So that's pretty much uh, just the brand I'm building at this point. But the show is growing and reaching new people every day, and I have you guys to thank. So thank you for joining me for another one as well. Let's get started with today's show, which is all about how much progress you can make. So how much fat loss progress, muscle gain progress, weightlifting, cardio, performance gains can you expect in a certain time frame? I'll go into that in today's show. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Triple F Podcast, Fitness, Food, and Freedom. Today, I want to be talking about mindset again because it is Monday, and that's what I talk about on Mondays per the theme of the podcast, per the intro. It's about motivation today, but really, it's about progress, right? Because progress is everything. I think that as long as you are improving week over week, month over month, Year over year, decade over decade, maybe even on a smaller scale, day over day, then you are on the right track. Small improvements added up over time is the way to get to where you want to go. You can often become frustrated and drowned and just feel so far behind if you focus too much on the big picture. I think those big goals are great, like I said a couple weeks ago, but ideally you need to kind of take things a little slower and look at things as small victories and small improvements as you go forward. And I want to talk today about what those improvements, what that progress should look like in various aspects of your fitness goals, uh, because a lot of people will become frustrated and a lot of people won't think they're making progress fast enough, or they think maybe on the other hand, they're making enough progress when they really aren't. Most often, though, I see people not satisfied with a level of progress that is actually pretty impressive and actually ideal in a lot of cases. Now, 
I would say physique wise, the way the scale changes is the most common, um, the most common approach that people struggle with because you're trying to gain muscle, gaining a quarter pound a week doesn't seem fast enough or gaining a pound a week even doesn't seem fast enough for some people. If you're losing fat, you know, you might become frustrated if you have a couple weeks that you don't make any progress. You might expect faster results. Um, it's not a fast process, you know, and I think you guys know that. I don't think that's any kind of newsworthy statement for you guys that it's not going to be an instant thing. It is going to take some time, but I think it's important to actually have good expectations. What is possible and what goes into deciding how much progress you're going to make. So there are a few things uh, that I think are critical here. I'm going to go into those. The first is your diet and your training matching each other. And maybe more specifically, is your diet supporting your training? And is your goals something that could just be accomplished by diet alone? So for example, fat loss, that could be accomplished from diet alone. Exercise will really help and make it easier and really will make you look better at the end, but it is possible without the training. So you're fine there. However, if you're trying to gain muscle, if you're trying to perform better specifically, and your diet isn't supporting your training, progress is going to be a lot slower and not optimal. The specific question and group of people I'm thinking about here are, you know, those who say they're trying to do too much. They're not as specific, right? So I'm trying to run a marathon and lose fat and maybe add some strength to some of my lifts. Those are pretty competing goals, right? Those are three things that aren't going to mesh well together. You need calories to perform well. And you're probably going to not want to be losing weight if you want to perform well, because if you're losing weight, that means you're really not giving yourself enough fuel to recover and perform optimally. Um, for an athlete, someone who's actually performing in a sport, um, a lot of times they will be losing weight during the season is what I've seen commonly. And that's because just the high level of activity, but it's far more optimal when they focus on that in the off season or putting on weight in some sports. And then are just kind of maintaining and eating enough to maintain through the season, then they're actually performing well. The same goes for any other performance goals and muscle gain uh, or weightlifting goals or strength goals as well. So you need to make sure your diet matches. If you have any kind of goals that are more performance-based or even muscle gain-based, you need to be eating enough calories to support that. So that's one really important thing. The other important thing, when seeing how much progress you're going to be making is you need to kind of in a mindset way think of maybe how long it took you to get where you're at right and I, this is a really really important shift for a lot of people to have um, in their training and their diet because for example weight loss again someone who is 200 pounds overweight or 100 pounds overweight didn't get there overnight and they didn't get there from going to one buffet it probably took 20 years and you should consider yourself blessed that actually you can lose that weight that you added over time in a fraction of that amount 
right? You can, you can really, if it takes you 20 years to put on a hundred extra pounds and you're very unhappy with how you look, you could probably lose a hundred pounds in a year or two, which is, you know, just a fraction of that amount. And it's really quite impressive that your body can do that actually. But the point is that still seems like a long time. I think that's an important point to make next is that you need to look at things in the macro. Don't think of things too much in the micro as far as progress is concerned, because you might become very frustrated week by week if you're not making this progress. Today's episode is about how much progress you can expect on the short term, right? Of course, you can lose 100 pounds or you can gain 20 pounds of muscle. But, you know, what does that look like on the short term? However, you need to keep your eye on the main prize and your F, your effort really focused on the actions you need to take to get there. So instead of focusing on, I only lost 0.2 pounds on the scale this week, think of it more as the actions you need to take, right? I need to track my food, eat the right amount, eat my vegetables, drink my water, sleep six to eight hours a night, um, recover from my training do all these other things properly that are going to set me up for success. And that is what's going to lead you. The scale will follow. So if you become too bogged down with week by week, you might get pretty frustrated and quit, which is the worst thing you could do being quit, being injured, or just being a quitter would be the worst things you could do because then you're not even trying, right? You're not even going to the end to see what could happen. You need to Essentially, for lack of a better term and a cliche, keep your eye on the prize, you know, you need to keep pushing forward because those little fluctuations really don't matter. You are going to see weight spike, you are going to see weight drop, you're going to plateau, you can keep going through those. But over time, you need to be seeing the right trends and everything should be trending the right way. And your mind should be focused on the actions you have to take. So anyways, what are the small amounts of progress you should be expecting? And what are the things that affect that? I think a few things that affect it. One is going to be like your training and fitness age. How much progress are you going to be able to make in lifting if you've been lifting for 30 years? It's a lot less than someone who's been lifting for 30 days. Um, if you're a beginner, you can expect much faster progress. That goes the same for body composition. If you've never tried to add muscle before, eating in a surplus for the first time is going to bring you dramatic results. And if you've never really dieted and tracked your calories before and focus on steps and things like that, you're going to see fast weight loss because of that. But once you get to the end of your journey, you're almost to your goal. Things are going to slow down. It is a definite slowdown as you go forward both ways gaining muscle losing fat and in performance once you're more advanced it's harder to improve but if you're a beginner it's easier to improve which is encouraging because that helps kind of get momentum going and gets your motivation rolling a little bit more as long as you're doing things right at the beginning so that's one thing that really affects it like I said at the beginning, matching your goals and your diet and your training properly really, really matters. And then the actual amount of progress you can make per week is it's really going to depend on how specific you are. Meaning, again, if you're trying to accomplish a bunch of things at once, 
you might not be making as good of progress. If you're trying to just get into weight training, start running, maybe you're started a new job as well, and you're trying to lose 50 pounds, you're not going to lose those 50 pounds as fast as if you were very specific and dialed in to that one goal that's the most important to you. Over my time in training, I've become less balanced in a way, and I'm balanced overall in the grand scheme, but in the small screen scheme, the micro, not as balanced. I feel like tackling something, really focusing in and specializing on something is going to produce way better results um, than trying to do everything all at once, and that's something I've been guilty of before. Perform better in a sport, look better, but also try to gain some muscle and little phases in there. It doesn't work as well as just going all in on something for a long period of time. So how specific are you and are you dedicated? So let's go into the actual amounts of progress um, that you can expect. We'll kind of cover performance in a way, and that'll be more vague. And then we will talk about fat loss, which I'm sure everyone wants to know about, and then muscle gain as well for those who are on the the pursuit of gains with me. So let's talk performance first, and then we'll get into body composition and wrap things up there. Performance, I'm going to say strength takes a very long time, and it is definitely, like I said, uh, this kind of curve that's going to plateau out as you become more advanced. Your strength potential, especially at only a certain size of your body, is quite limited. Um, you're going to have to introduce advanced training. Um, you know, high-level competitors are introducing very strict nutrition, drugs, special recovery, and all these things as they become super advanced. Hopefully, you don't have to get to that point, right? But point of the matter is, at the beginning, you can see insane strength improvements. There's no reason if you're specific enough to not be adding, you know, 5, 10, 15 pounds every few weeks on your big lifts. That's very, very possible to do if you had things dialed in. But as you become more intermediate, that might look more like 5 or 10 pounds every couple of weeks. And then as you're more advanced, you'll be lucky to be getting 5 pounds added on every couple weeks in that phase and you're going to have to phase things out a little bit more because the program is going to be a little bit more stressful on you. So there are definite slowdowns there that you're going to experience. In general though, those are kind of rates you can expect on big compound movements. Now, I you know, it's hard to say how much progress someone's going to make because there are very in performance there's a lot of individual differences in weightlifting. You have Leverages are different, right? Someone who's more lanky is going to be a great deadlifter. Someone who's shorter and stockier, maybe a better bench presser. There's all these little things involved here that are playing little roles. In general, though, you should be able to add weight or reps to the bar every week and really every workout. There's no reason you shouldn't be if your diet is supporting the performance. Um, and if you're not making that progress, there's probably something wrong with your programming. So, that's for weightlifting. That's another conversation because there's a lot of different goals people have and a lot of different variables in training. For conditioning and cardio, I wanted to touch on it very quickly because it's a goal that some people have. You want to be more in shape, not get winded, run better, um, and all these kind of things. And I'll 
just say plainly, you can actually make progress in that insanely fast. You can whip yourself into shape in really a month or two. You know, you can be from hardly being able to run three or four miles to running a 10K without much of a problem in that amount of time, I think, if your weight is in a good place. So that would be the prerequisite. Make sure that your weight is in a proper place and you aren't carrying a bunch of extra body fat because that's going to make those conditioning exercises a lot harder for you. But if your weight's in a good place and you kind of maintain relative leanness, you don't have to be shredded all the time, but if you're kind of lean, then you're going to be just fine and you're going to be improving in those kind of aspects. If you're just talking about performance in things like running and biking and swimming, you can improve that insanely fast if you're in good shape already. And for body composition, which is probably what everyone cares about hearing more for progress, I'll start with muscle gain to make you wait for fat loss because I'm sure the most want to know about fat loss. But muscle gain, I kind of like to think of things a little bit differently. Um, This was kind of a concept turned on to me through RP, which is a company that I pay attention to. And then just a friend and coworker as well started approaching muscle gain phases this way, completely changed the game for me, allowed me to really look at things on more macro of a level like I was talking about and not get so frustrated with the progress each week and also stay much leaner through the muscle gain process because of this big picture outlook. And that is essentially taking weight gain per month as a percentage instead of weight gain per week. So with muscle gain, instead of saying, try to gain a half pound of weight per week, um, I say, try to gain like one or 2% of your total body weight per month. And it's a little bit confusing, but it's a pretty easy calculation. Just take your body weight in a calculator, multiply it by 0.01 or 0.02. And uh, you, you get your amount to gain per month which means some month, some weeks in the month, if there's four weeks roughly, you might gain more than that, and some weeks you might not gain anything. But as long as you're roughly averaging, doesn't have to be exact, but kind of averaging about that percentage per month, you don't really need to adjust calories. So that is how I gauge things, which is a good way to look at it because you are preventing kind of premature adjustments where like, let's say if I'm 200 pounds and I want to gain 1% per month, which really isn't very much, you know, it's two pounds a month, half pound a week, roughly. If my first week I gained a pound, maybe water weight, but then the next week I lose 0.2 pounds. If I was adjusting weekly, I would probably look at that and spike calories up because I'm not gaining scale weight, must not be making progress. But as long as the performance in the gym is good and by the end of the month, I've gained about two pounds, I'm in the right place. It's a much slower approach and it's a better way to do things, I think. So that was a big game changer for me. I'm excited about that. I don't know if a lot of other people are excited about that because muscle gain is really not a phase a lot of people are focusing on. For fat loss, which a lot of you are, especially now that it's kind of a newer year, um, really the rate is going to be whatever you can handle. And I think through all the people I've worked with doing things myself, I found that, um, There are pros and cons both to fast fat loss and slow fat loss. Really, the range is going to be anywhere from 0.5 pounds a week 
in fat loss all the way up to three pounds a week or two and a half pounds maybe is a better target. So you have a big range. Two and a half pounds a week is a lot. You know, that's 10 pounds a month and that's fast and that's aggressive. You're going to be have to, you're going to have to be very dialed in nutrition, eating very little, exercising a lot, having everything essentially perfect and meal planned. I would say if you're on the slower side, you have a lot more flexibility. There's pros and cons to each though. And I've been experimenting and reading and researching about like what would cause less muscle loss. Cause I think that's an important thing. And there's two sides of the coin, faster fat loss could cause more muscle loss because your calories are lower. You're performing worse and you are, you know, you're definitely putting yourself at risk there with those low calories, but it's going to be a short fat loss phase. You might get your goal accomplished in maybe six weeks or eight or eight weeks or something. Whereas losing only a half pound or even less per week is going to take you four or five months, which means half the year you're going to be in a calorie deficit of some sort, even if it's smaller. My kind of hypothesis is that slower is typically better as long as you're okay with that and can stick it out for the long haul. A lot of people need that faster progress, probably. Honestly, somewhere in the middle is probably best, though, as it usually is. A pound a week to maybe just under two pounds a week is perfect. So I usually try to shoot people off with a pound a week and go from there because that's an easy metric to get a hold of. Once again, you want to watch that trend over time. There's a lot of things that can keep your weight high week by week. So you don't want to adjust calories too soon. You want to make sure everything's consistent and maybe on a monthly scale, you're losing four pounds or five pounds and that'd be a good place to start. So that's kind of how you can gauge progress and that's what you can expect. Be honest with yourself. If you have 50 pounds to lose, um, you know, reverse that math. If you can lose five pounds a month and you have 50 pounds to lose, it might take you a year to lose those 50 pounds. But to gain those 50 pounds, it probably didn't take you just a year. And if it did, a lot of that's going to come off faster because it's probably water weight and glycogen. Um, so be honest with yourself. Really, an insider tip here is I think a lot of times people have more weight to lose than they think typically. If you think you could look the way you want to look at 130 pounds, it might be 120 or 125 because people lose fat in different places. And oftentimes the place you want to improve is the last one. Um, so take your time, approach it in phases and be realistic with what to expect each week. Focus on the actions you need to take to get there and look at the big picture of what you're doing month over month. That's it for today, guys. Motivation Monday talking about progress, which is everything. Just improve just make improvements and you will be just fine. You will get to where you want to be. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. This was episode 390. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on, on fitness, fitness, food, and, and freedom. freedom.